Welcome to Tanks Up, the podcast all about craft beer and video games. I'm Ben Over, and this week I'm joined by Lucy Yearwood. Hey, Lucy. Hello. Hello. You good? Yeah, I'm good. This is probably, what, third in a row that I've recorded with you lot. I'm it on is. a roll. It is. You are I'm on a roll. Well. It's getting, <laughs> getting good. Getting good. I've just replaced the deal. I think, you know, it's time to let him know. But he's no longer welcome around these parts. <laughs> <laughs> he's cut. He yeah. didn't make the grade, so he's gone. <laughs> nice, nice. Let's get straight into beers and games. Um, what's the first beer you're going to drink this week? Um, the first one that I am going to drink this week it is Raw from More Beer Company. Ah, yes. Yes. We've had a few of these um, More Beers on the pod. Um, but yep. yeah, this is a. A new one I haven't tried. It, what it says is this is an untraditional, best bitter, done the more way with extra flavour. Sorry about that. I was reading in not good light. <laughs> so, so I can't really <laughs> see. But yeah. Nice, nice. So it's more of a bitter. Yeah, 4.3%. Okay. So I'm guessing it's probably just your standard session pale ale. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, I'm kind of going for something similar. Mm. Um, well, not quite similar, but going for a session beer. Yeah. Um, uh, just a single hot session IPA, um, but from Brewdog, called Ace of Equinox. Not one I've seen oh, before. No, I've not seen that one before. So, uh, what, what colour is the bottle? It's green. Oh, okay. No, I've never seen that one before. No, no. Uh, you know, we've had a few brew dogs on the on the cast before but it's mm. not normally someone i pick up regularly mm. there's other beers like arbor and more and other other um brewers who i'd prefer over them but mm. i was quite interested because i've never had it before no i haven't and because either. it was a because it was a session beer i thought it'd be nice and light to start the pot off with yep. so good stuff Bloody hell, that's because it's one hop. That's mm. a really strong smell. Okay, that's the inverse of what I'm getting from this. Yeah. This beer, yeah, it's not. It's not really got a smell to it. Let's see what the taste like. Mmm. You enjoying Ooh. that? Yeah. That's nice. <laughs> maybe, maybe just the one hop. It's, it's, so. You can you can almost see that Equinox has that really sort of bitter finish. Mm. Um, it's it's deep. It's very refreshing, actually. You kind of it's a little dry, but as soon as you you sip it, because it's slightly carbonated, mm. it just it kind of like hits the spot almost. Yeah, I'm getting. Unfortunately, I'm not getting the same vibes from this more beer it's actually quite disappointing to be honest oh really yeah i mean it doesn't really have any you know it doesn't have that tropical smell that you'd associate with most ipas it mm. tastes a bit flat it's not really hoppy yeah not much fl- flavor or depth to it it just no it just tastes like an ipa with none of the character or anything like oh, that oh so, no that's a shame yeah well it's beer drink it is anyway it, <laughs> is it your uh is it your first beer of the night yeah. Okay, so you've not got yeah. something previously spoiling it. No, no, it's it's quite strange. I, I expect more from more because yeah, they're one of my favourites and like a lot of them, they've got quite a vast range and they have almost yeah. all of them taste really good. But this one's uh, it's disappointing me a bit. Oh, it's a shame. Mm. Oh well, I'm sure you'll soldier through. Yes. Good, good. I mean, this is this is very nice. I'm very. Really enjoying this actually, and for a, a I mean, it's only four point five percent, but you 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 get a lot from it. It does have a big hoppy flavour. It's yeah. quite dank on the nose, um, but it, it is full of flavour. I suppose that is it's it's one single hop that they're showcasing. So mm. it's going to it's it's going to be a hoppy a hoppy beer. But 
You're getting Good a little stuff. bit of maltiness and stuff from it as well. So yeah. there's, there's, there's a little bit more there than just the heart, but yeah. um, but that's very nice. That's very nice. Good. Well, right, it's so, dog, what do you expect? Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> true. Um, so last episode, we discussed quite a lot of games. Yeah. Um, but have you had much time in the last week to, to play anything? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, mostly just today I've been playing... Okay. Um, it's a little puzzle game called She Remembered Caterpillars. Strange name. She Remembered Caterpillars. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised if nobody had heard of it. But um, <laughs> it was showcased at EGX uh, last September. And yeah. that's when I first tried it. And it, it's such a simple concept and simple mechanics that you just immediately get it and you just mm. immediately want to see where it goes. Basically, it's this um, colour-based logic puzzle game. Um, I I think it does have a colour-blind mode. I'm not sure what that entails, but you can play if if you're colour-blind, which is good. Um, But yeah, it came out on Steam uh, Mm. last last week. PC, Mac, Mac, Linux, so whatever setup you've got, you can play it. And it's 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 really not an intensive game, so... I think it's like 400 megabytes or something like that, and, and it can run on basically any computer. Yeah. So that's the good stuff. But um, it's really colourful. It's really... It, it, the mechanics are simple. Um, it's kind of hard to explain, but basically you have these um, little sprites, and each one of them is colour-coded. Okay. And you have to get each of them on, like... Um, a little platform, a little, you know, start, there's a start point and you have to reach an end point with them. Um, as they're all different colours, you can combine them. So, say there's a yellow little sprite and a blue little sprite, you combine them, make them green. Um, they yeah. can go through, like, uh, green doorways or across green platforms and stuff mm. like that. So, it's it's all based on, um, on, the, on basically the colours. I mean, it's simple. It's like primary colours and, you know... We learn. Everyone knows, you know, what happens when you combine them. So it's it's easy to pick up. It, it but the thing is, is that it ramps up the difficulty like straight away. Um, okay. It seems yeah. simple, but once you start, once they start adding new mechanics in and new ways of playing, it it gets re. It, I mean, I've been I've been playing it all day. There's 40 mm. levels. I think I'm on number 32. And I am absolutely stuck on this one and just keep <laughs> banging my head against a brick wall because I'm like, what do I do? Because it's like, it, it's so simple yet when you know it, when the, you know, the, um, the answer, it's like, oh yeah, why didn't I think about that? But so as you're, as you're say moving through a stage and mm. you, you mix a couple of colors together to be able to get through an obstacle because you need that combination of colors to get through. Can mm. you then, um, split them up again? Yeah, to, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, to do other things, to get through other obstacles. Yeah, so. it's just a simple, you know, right click will combine them and another right click will separate them. So Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a really nice little puzzle game. I mean, y- you're getting your money's worth. I think it's about 8.99, but Okay. You cool. know, it's it's I it, it, I I've been, you know, going through it today and you know, whether you say like, oh, it's only taking you a day or whatever, but it's you know, it's been quite a few hours of the day that I've been working on this. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's really good. Came out last week. Check it out. Put it on your Steam wish list. Wait nice, for yeah, definitely. It's really good. How does it? Um, how does it compare with something like Hue, which I know you played at yeah. the end of last year, which is very colour-based puzzles, mm. that sort of thing. That's uh, well, it's it's different. I really liked Hue, but it's it's a bit different um, in the fact that Hue is more of a puzzle platformer, whereas this is sort of like a grid-based logic puzzle, so yeah. um, the difference, it's like every level is just a single screen, and then you just got to work out where these um, little sprites go, but but yeah, it's, it's really good, I mean, I haven't played many games this year, but I can see this being probably one of my favourites for, you know, cool. for the foreseeable future, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose it does have, if it's if it's ramped up that difficulty quite quickly, mm, yeah. it's, and you've been playing it almost all day... It, it's one of those that maybe had they not have done that, you'd have blasted through it quite quickly. Yeah, yeah. And then if you'd have still got to this point and the puzzle had been the same and they'd ramped the difficulty up more towards the end and, mm. and suddenly it just gets really difficult in the in the last couple of levels, yeah. I think that can almost be a bit more frustrating oh, than yeah. having that nice slow-paced build-up where it does get difficult 
towards the beginning but you overcome that it then gets a little more difficult a few more yeah, levels yeah. in but you overcome it and you get a, that sense of achievement you get a satisfaction from what you're doing to then come up against the puzzle which yeah no completely. is very difficult yeah. it, it it just makes you a little bit more determined rather than it just going here's a really difficult puzzle to mm. suddenly have to deal with and you go mm, nah yeah <laughs> no completely i think the difficulty ramps up quickly because it's such a simple concept and that's mm. it's easy to get you don't need hours of tutorials like in you know other games it's like this is the mechanic here it is straight away you understand yeah. it okay we're going to respect your intelligence and just ramp it up quickly but after that as you say it's just a gradual progression it isn't you know it it doesn't get to dark souls levels like in yeah like, yeah after two 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 levels or something like that so yeah it's good really nice, good game nice i think not to not to go back to last week's games but i think that was something i felt with the witness that mm. it didn't you didn't need a tutorial for it you 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 get in and you kind of get to the first puzzle screen and actually it's quite self-explanatory and part of you know part of the puzzle is that you've got to work out what the solution is and, and how to progress through in that same new area using the mechanic that you've just worked out and how they then work it into different puzzles and stuff and that game does ramp up the difficulty quite quickly yeah and i think it ramps it up quite quickly in each area but also in the solution to the to the the base puzzle in the new in a new area sort of thing so it ramps it up as you're playing through say 10 puzzle sections yeah and you get to a new area and you've got to figure out that the code almost as you put it last week the language that yeah. you need to to get that puzzle and that's slightly harder than the previous one was but then that ramps up in that area how difficult it is yeah and it's it's definitely the witness was definitely one of those games that you you do bang your head against a wall trying to figure out some of them you'll suddenly have that eureka moment and everything kind of falls into place and suddenly the next few puzzles are not easy Mm. but you see them slightly differently and in a more Mm. not in an easier kind of way but you just understand how to apply what you're doing yes yes so no that's cool that's cool and it only came out last week yeah yeah um just out of nowhere because i was like oh can't wait let me play it yeah, devs nice. gave me a code for it, so thank you very much. Quality. Yeah, it's a really good game. But not on console. Uh, no, it would make a really good um, iOS or Android game. Like okay. Play that on your tablet, especially yeah. if you have like OLED screen or whatever it is. It's mm. it's beautiful. The colours just really bounce off. Wonderful. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Really colourful. And being that um, being that smaller file size as well, quite easy. To, yeah. Um, Definitely. To have on something like that. I'd see them porting it over to um, mobile devices. Nice. Probably within the year, so yeah. Cool, cool. Um, I kind of, I I really want to get back into The Witness. I kind of want Mm. another puzzle game. um, Because the last few games I've been playing have been quite straightforward, really. Um, I started off the week playing Ratchet & Clank. Oh, yeah. Great game. Pick, yeah. yeah, picked it up in a sale, um, and as soon as I saw the sale price for it, plus mm. I had a twenty percent PSN code mm. to uh, to take off anything that I purchased. Um, I think it worked out that Ratchet and Clank was about nine pounds. That's a steal. Wow. Well, as I saw it, I just had you in the back of my head mm. going, "Go on, Ben, yeah. buy it. You know you want to." Yeah, um, that is crazy but, value for that game. That game, yeah. Not, not only is it superb, but it's like it's it's a good, you know. It probably took me about you know twelve hours to complete and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And if you're a completionist, I mean, can be looking at like twenty hours for that game. Yeah, I yeah. I'd say I've had a good. When did I pick it up? Last weekend, and I probably spent a good five nights playing mm. it. Um, and as listeners know, my setup at the moment is I get Evelyn in an evening. And I'm sat on the sofa for about three or four even uh, three or four hours, so I've got a nice chunk of time to to play something. So I probably had maybe five five evenings at sort of three or four hours. So yeah, you were looking at about sort of fifteen, sixteen odd hours. Yeah. Um, but I've really enjoyed it. It's it, it never felt repetitive. The you know getting the guns on a, a on a regular sort of basis helps quite a lot mm. and it's really nice to, to try something out because it, it does give you a slightly different strategy on how to approach a big group of enemies yeah. um, you get different 
different levels on the maps where you get into a room suddenly and it's room combat and or corridor combat rather than a slightly more open area mm. um, and it, it changes it up quite nicely to yeah and, to, and the guns hooked, but... that have you know you can upgrade them and it's yes like, you know that even even that just the um progression within like the weapon levels and stuff like that mm. really mm. mixes it up it's well it's um insomniac at their best really so it is yeah, yeah completely completely i mean i I did end up getting to a point where, during the last level, mm. I was I'd upgraded the disco ball yeah. weapon quite I love high, that one. Yeah. and I I pop one of those down, and then there's another orb which is like an area of effect, mm. but it shoots out lightning bolts as well when they get near it, um, and I was just popping down a disco ball getting them all to dance and then popping one of these orbs down yeah. <laughs> and it was just destroying everything that came near yeah. me. Combine yeah. That with a, combine combos, that with a few yeah. rockets and I was sort of, you know, the last level I was kind of breezing through. Mm. Um, but I did go back into um, challenge mode, okay. which is just the main game again, yeah. but a, a, a harder level. Oh, right, okay. But you, mm. you retain all of the weapons that yeah. you've already picked up plus all of the upgrades that you've applied to them. So it's kind oh, of new good. game plus yeah. almost. Um, and I have I suppose I'd finished the game and I was still in the mood to keep playing it, mm. which is why I started it. But the next night, I didn't feel like picking it up because I'd completed it. Yeah. And I sort of almost, I probably got everything out of it that I wanted to. Yeah. I kind of haven't felt like going back to new game plus, but like you say, there's... Yeah, there's about 15, 16 hours worth of game in there. Yeah. But really, there's another 16 hours worth of game in there. If I wanted to run through the same thing again, have a slightly more challenging experience, use the guns at their sort of highest level, mm. at the, at the potential that they've got. Um, yeah, there's definitely more there to play. But I kind of, once I'd finished, really, apart from sort of you know playing for an extra hour in New Game yeah. Plus as such, I was I was definitely definitely done, but it, yeah. it's kind of kindled my want for almost a, a, like a platform, an action platformer kind of game. Yeah, more three D um, platformers. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think I'm gonna um, I think I'm gonna coerce Adil into lending me Uncharted Four as oh, my yeah. next uh, yeah. as my next big sort of single player experience yeah. to, um, to yeah. To, to but, play but, through. Those are two games where you can just you know sit sit back and relax it's not ta it's not too taxing yeah. um you know i don't really know much about the story in ratchet and clank but it was fun and it's like uncharted fun story it's just just one just and those two came out relatively in the same sort of time last year I yeah think. i'd say they both they both that spring last year weren't yeah they? i think it was april or may or something like that yeah mm, so mm. but yeah two great games yeah 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 definitely I I also didn't really know what was going on in the story for Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of skipped most of the uh, most of you? the cutscenes just to just to be <laughs> just yeah, to play I, it really. I, I I watched them because they're actually like they're pretty, they're well done, they're well acted. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. So yeah, I didn't care about the story, but I just thought mm. I appreciate that the fact that it's trying to tell one and it, you know it's got this humour in it and everything like that. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, some of the some of the things that I saw that I I didn't skip. Sort of when it, it seemed like it was going to be a bit more of an interesting point within the you know you'd finish a mission maybe I'd yeah. watch that that one sort of thing, and it does have some humour to it definitely, yeah. and, you know, but also whilst you're playing it like whatever the gun's called which turns them into a sheep sheep and eight or yeah. something like that, absolutely ridiculous to just suddenly have a room full of sheep <laughs> and dancing sheep. Yes, exactly. Yes, board. yes. <laughs> so it does it does have that level of fun to it. And it's mm. It it almost comes across kind of as a like a not a kid's game but kind of mm. a teenager's game but because it's that sort of nostalgic character it's that mascot kind of PlayStation mascot character yeah. you know people of our age as such who had played maybe the first game or a couple mm. of the games through the series kind of have that spark for it as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I hadn't played any of the Ratchet games prior to that because um, I think I was a bit older and just, you know, 3D platformers. Like, 
I'd played Spyro, Crash, and stuff like that. But yeah, by the time yeah. Ratchet rolled out, I was a bit older. Playing mm. GTA, killing killing hookers and everything. So. Yeah, well, it's, it's the natural progression, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Um, mm. I mean, there's loads of those sort of mascot games that I'd kind of not really. Played. I never Crash Bandicoot was one that I never really got into. Mm. Um, but yeah, Spyro, the first Ratchet and Clank. Um, even going back to things like medieval um, oh, yeah, yeah, games yeah, like that, that say it's yeah. a mascot game I suppose it, it kind of is it's a recognisable yeah. Playstation character mm-hmm. um, but yeah I, so it was definitely I think I think for me Ratchet and Clank had to be at the right price though so okay yeah with because it, it, being because on, it came out it, uh, it wasn't a full triple A price game no as I, well, I think it, it released like at quid. £30 pound. oh £30 yeah £40 yeah, yeah. Which is, then, it's, it's a bit crazy to me because there's so much polish in that game and the content and I don't know. I don't know. Com- these completely. Things make sense. And even even the, the, the big PlayStation sale recently, mm. it well the one I think the one just before Christmas it was at about twenty pounds. Mm. And the one that they've just that's just finished, the January sale, it was like twelve ninety nine or something like that. That's crazy. So it's and it was and I was thinking, well, even with this twenty percent off, I, at twelve ninety nine, I'd definitely pick it up. That was yeah. sort of like the sweet spot for me to 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 get it under fifteen pound. Um, but it, I, I kind of once I'd finished with that, I moved into um, another game which I picked up on the sale, mm. which was Virginia. Oh yeah, which we've we've kind of had a little bit of a chat about mm. previously, but that is an an odd experience and I (laughs) and I don't really know how I feel about it yeah I I like what they've I like what they've done Mm -hmm. but I I don't really like how they've done it yeah I mean there's a lot to like about that game I love the fact that there's no dialogue and it's like Mm. that's a different way of telling stories it's like it's like journey or something like that there's no dialogue there's no exposition there's no text or anything like that I liked the vibe, um, like this sort of Twin Peaks vibe, and I liked, yeah. I mean, the, the the score and the soundtrack, and how you know, like the score swells as you, you know, move on, etc., etc. Yes. That's that's brilliant. But yeah, the, for me, the story fell off a cliff towards the end. I had no idea what was going on, and don't think the developers knew too much. Yeah, it's it's one of those that I'd finished the game, and then I actually went online to see what the developers had said about it and see yeah. what the discussion around the ending was. Um, and it, it's very ambiguous. And I kind of, mm. I like that within the game. I was chatting to a few other people earlier uh, about Firewatch yeah, and how that ending is, is quite ambiguous. And actually, I mm. really liked that. Um, but Virginia went off in an odd direction. Oh, and yeah. suddenly it's, I think one of the, the things that was quite jarring for me that starts right at the beginning of the game is the is the cuts between mm, what you're yeah. doing. So you'll be walking down a corridor and suddenly it will cut and you're in a different room. Yeah. And that's fine. It's moved you on further through your journey without making you walk down a corridor. Yeah. And it's it's kind of going for that movie cinematic yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it kind of it was it was actually quite jarring. Yeah, I've heard that criticism. I I I liked it, but I can yeah. see why that would certainly be jarring if you're mm. not expecting it. Because the thing with games, we're just there's so much player agency, and we're used to, yeah. you know, having freedom, like in sandbox games, open world games. And to, I mean, you know, some some games are like, well, let's say, corridor shooters, like Call of Duty. It's like you know where you're going. There's a yeah, completely. You know, you're being channeled along that way. But to have like completely no control over when you know, when the next cutscene hits in or, you know, the next part of gameplay, then I can see why that would be jarring. But I thought it was an interesting way of, yeah, getting that cinematic experience and moving the story forward. So I enjoyed that, but I can see why people mm, mm. weren't too fond of that. No, I, I think I would have... I wouldn't have minded it, but I, I think it was kind of overused. Mm, it, okay. it, it was used maybe three or four times between a... not a narrated... between a scripted scene I suppose you know you you have a a scene 
and there's only so much you can do within it. Mm. Um, and to move the scene on, you have to go and pick an item or you know go through a door or something like this. Yeah. But then moving between those scenes, I guess they wanted to move the action quite quickly because it's only yeah. about two hours, yeah, maybe right, three right. hours long. It's really short. Um, but I, you know they want to get you going. They want to get you in between these scenes. But I just think there might have been a, a better way of doing it without... Yeah making you because really if they wanted that cinematic experience i didn't need to walk down any of those corridors even for it to cut and for it for me to then walk say down a stairwell and then for it to cut and me to be somewhere else you kind of didn't really need to do that um and it's it's one of those it made me think of the beginner's guide oh yeah 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 um and how that is a really odd telling of a story within a game that you don't really need to be playing Mm. because the game tells you what you should be doing in each stage and you just do what the game tells you to do and it's it's not text that comes on screen someone is telling you there's a narrator telling you what to do at parts of that game i see that as more of a commentary on video games and video game design whereas i think virginia is just someone trying something new Rather yeah, than yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's and trying to make a statement or anything. Ex- exactly, like that. and I, and with the beginner's guide, you are walking through these things, and it's making you do something because you're right, because it is that statement. So even though it seems arbitrary and maybe you don't need to do it, you're doing it because it drives mm. what that person's trying to say. Yeah. Whereas I think with Virginia, yes, they're trying to move you between scripted scenes, but it just didn't didn't really feel necessary yeah yeah i mean not 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 all of that game gelled and i think i i I just appreciate people trying to tell you know tell stories and make video games in different ways and yeah i appreciated it for that um as i say there's a lot of good things to to um to draw from virginia it's like you know as i said the soundtrack and um no dialogue mm. or anything like that, and you you understand. I mean, for about three quarters of the game, for me, I understood what was going on, and yes, you know the relationship between the two main protagonists and everything like that. You understood that, and it's yep. it was conveyed in a really well way. Um, but as you say, the story just didn't come together for me, and it's like it's mm. it's definitely that third act when they get yeah. put in the when they get put in prison. I'll yeah. spoil it for anybody. Yeah. But when they get put in prison, it's kind of that's where it almost fell off for me, really. Oh yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, so, that's that's the same criticism I had for Firewatch. I mean, I know that mm. you liked the ambiguity of the ending, but um, yeah, it's like I I I watched the developers um like what are they called Campo Santo Campo Explain, Santo yeah. yeah. It, explaining the ending and the things that led up to the ending and either it was too far-fetched like the guy making that whole place in you know behind the fences that looked like a what is it you know they were spying on them yes, apparently the dude yeah. made all that that's a bit too far far-fetched it's like come on who is this guy rambo or something and it's like and then at the other point it was like those two missing teenage girls Oh yeah. Sorry yeah. to spoil Firewatch if you haven't um, played it yet, but it's like, yeah, they they were found. Whatever, you know, it's like, mm. it's a bit too convenient. I liked what I took away from Firewatch was the relationship between is it Henry, Henry and, and, yeah, Delilah. and Delilah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I took took away from that, and the fact that um, you didn't see her at the end. I mean, I love that. It's like, yeah, I did everything's not going to be life isn't perfect and nothing's going to Completely. be wrapped up in a little bow at the end for you it's like people well, are upset I, about that it's like that's it, life i know i know <laughs> i felt it, i thought it was it was a fantastic way to finish a game yeah. by them sort of giving you the idea that actually this character that you've been chatting to who you've been getting close to actually isn't anywhere near ready to yeah, be yeah. any more than a voice on the end of a radio yeah and you've got that, that, that all... other crap at home to deal with so it's exactly, like you can't just run exactly. away from that it's like but yeah so, I, I really loved that part of firewatch it was just everything in between I, I liked the mystery i liked the tension it was just if that it's like just so close to being an amazing game for me but mm. it's just the fact that the story didn't come together at the yeah, end that's yeah. fair yeah that's fair mm. Are you ready to crack another beer? I am indeed. 
Sweet. That's um that Ace of Equinox was good. Yeah. Well, a bit disappointed with that um raw beer, so hopefully this one from Northern Monk. Ooh. Who we've had on quite a few times. And it's called Bombay Dazzler, which is an Indian wit beer. Ooh. I've never heard of an Indian wit beer, but No, not at all. No. Four point eight percent. Sounds interesting. Yes. So I'm gonna nice. this open. What have you got? I have got well so I would have had a different beer, because I brought mm. several today. But um, before uh, Adol bowed out of the episode because he's not feeling great, um, he he also had the raw, which mm. he was going to drink along with you. And he said, oh, I happen to have in the cupboard um, a, a, a Brewdog Punk okay. IPA. Yeah. Why don't you get one of those? And we'll both have that and we can chat about that one. So that's what I have. <laughs> To chat with no one with it's all right. Well, to chat with you. well I've had that beer probably more times than you've had hot dinners. So, well, I mean, I I <laughs> I have drank this a lot, but I don't think at least Adam and I could not recall as we were chatting earlier mm. a time that we have had it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. So it's a you know punk IPAs, Brewdog's staple beer. It's it's a good beer. It's great for people to get into craft yeah. beer. It's probably one of the better beers to It's that gateway have. drug. Mm. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, you know, Ace of Equinox, I think it's a, it's a great beer. Really yeah. hoppy, really nice. But if you're coming from, you know, lagers or maybe even more traditional English bitters, that's, that's probably a little bit too heavy for you. Mm. Um, whereas Punk IPA... Um, which is, I think, mainly um, Nelson Sauvon as their main hop within it. Um, it. It's just a very easy, easy to drink beer. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, strange that we've never actually talked about it because it's like, I mean, I'm sure people who listen to this podcast are, you know, they know their beer and everything like yeah. that. But if someone's, you know, listening for the first time and they're just like what are you on about what are these hops and what's this and what's mm. that and you know honestly start with brew dog because they're you know they're they're everywhere i mean they're yeah, massive in true. the states as well and it's like they're everywhere just just pick it up i mean if you don't like it then maybe try another brew dog or just maybe try mm. something else but it's like yeah that i think you know we can really in this country at least oh like the craft beer movement you know, it's, I wouldn't say solely, but mainly down to them. So yeah, yeah, I wouldn't disagree. Mm. There's a few. There's a few other brewers in in London who can probably put their their hats towards that as well and yeah. try and lay claim that they were uh, kind of towards the the start of the movement. People like Meantime, yeah, um, other brewers uh, like that. But but yeah, I think Brewdog really are the they're kind of the commercial success of, yeah. of craft beer, really, aren't they? They're, yeah. the, they're the, the name that everybody knows. I think it helps that they come across, at least, as fiercely independent. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's how I got into but... craft beer. Really yeah. Dog, so. yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's strange, because I think I mentioned a few weeks ago um, that I think the first craft beer I ever had was uh, about 10 or 11 years ago when I was in the States. Yeah. Um, which was a Sierra Nevada. Yeah. And that was yeah. the first I'd had. And actually, that when I got back to the UK, I started to look for mm. for other beers to have. And I mean, I, I kind of gravitated more towards maybe the slightly hoppier um, sort of English ales, I guess, mm. and, and bitters and things like that. But that, you know, Sierra Nevada turned me off of stock standard lager pretty yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, so I mean that was my sort of in, and again the the the, the Sierra Nevada, the um the, the IPA, is it's kind of like the punk IPA. It's a very easy going, very nice session beer almost. Yeah. Even though they don't say call themselves session beers, they're they're very sort of light. They're they're not very alcoholic, um, or comparable at least to just a normal pint of lager. Mm. Um, so yeah, just easy going. Yeah, it's good. 
It's good. I shall enjoy this. Although I can tell you now, it's nowhere near as good as the Ace of Equinox. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Punk IPA is not my favourite from them, but you know, when you when you're in the pub and it's like there's nothing on tap and it's like, yeah, I'll just have a Punk IPA, please. It's yeah. Like, it'll yeah. do the job. But yeah. Yeah. Very true. This wit beer is it's quite nice. I mean, wit beers aren't uh, usually my thing, but um. It's nice. It's really cloudy, um, but yeah, it's it's very refreshing. It's got that sort yeah. of um, that sourness to it. Um, mm. Thing that I can probably best describe it as um, what's it called? I think it's called Blue Moon. I can't remember the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what, what's the name of the uh, brewer? Well, uh, oh shit! Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I don't know, but, but blue blue moon's sort of a staple that you kind of see everywhere as mm, well. Isn't yeah, it? It, t- it tastes like that. It's like yeah, yeah, it's sort of like um, it tastes a little bit like a white IPA, but yeah, it's it's nice. It's refreshing. It, it's it's almost that mix of sort of slightly well, sweet. I was going to say you don't you kind of I was going to say it's a mix between sweet and sour, but you kind of mm. misconstrued that, don't you, to go with a Chinese takeaway? <laughs> but it's but it, it is it's it's more sour, but it has got a, a sweetness yeah. to it. Definitely. So yeah, yeah, nice. it's nice, good, excellent. So, what else have you been playing? You say you're only really playing stuff today. Yeah. Um, yesterday I played a little puzzle platformer called yeah. Toby the Secret Mine. It's out okay. on Xbox, came out last week. It's an iOS game, well, port of an iOS and Steam game. Yeah. Um, it's sort of got, I think the main inspiration would have been Limbo for the developer, mm. Soul developer. I think some Polish guy or something. But um, yeah, it's got, it, as soon as you look at a screenshot, it's like, you know, the, the character is... You know, it's all he's all black, and it's like um, yeah, yeah, silhouetted. Yeah, side, sort of thing. yeah silhouetted, so it's, um, side-scrolling puzzle platformer. Um, it was all right. It was probably took me about three hours to complete. Um, probably you know around the same length as Limbo. It's colourful. Um, okay. So even though like the the characters and the people in the world are all silhouetted, it's like um, got these really colourful levels. If you picture Badland. Um, I'm sure yeah, we've spoken yeah. about that on here before, but yeah, that those you know really colourful levels. Um, you know, as you go to each different world per se, um, you got like underground mines, you got like foresty areas, you got areas up in avalanches and stuff like that. It's really the art style is really good. Um, puzzles was, I think it's a game where it's like you have to figure this out yourself. It's like there's not much hand holding, etc. Et mm. It's not hard as such, but it's a bit unforgiving. Like, like you remember in Limbo when you first stepped on that bear trap? You're like, yes. that came out of nowhere. Yeah. How could I ever avoid that? That's harsh. Yeah. I'm never going to get the achievement where you have to die less than five times when you're doing <laughs> crap like that. <laughs> it's, it's it was sort of like that. It was a bit unforgiving. It's a bit um, unpredictable. Um, but yeah, it's all right. You know, I love a puzzle platformer. It's like I'll, mm. I'll play practically any puzzle platformer, but that was, it was a decent one. You know, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's uh, as you say, Limbo is the the sort of closest analog you have for it. Yeah, I remember in Limbo, it's right at the beginning where you've got the big spider. Yeah. And you, you're kind of creeping towards it, and suddenly the the spider's leg just darts out and impales you, <laughs> yeah. and you think, "I was, I was definitely not expecting that." Yeah, yeah, it's shock it. I think, I think what once, you know, I mean, Limbo's done it, and it's like anything that tries to emulate that, it's like this has been done before. You're just another Limbo clone, but it's like you, you know, that, that's one of the best out there. So you know, what, what is it? Um, Imitation is the best form of flattery or whatever. So yeah, very like, true. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah it's well, no, you're you're a big uh, proponent for Inside. Oh god, yeah. Which is uh, which is is it Play Dead? Is yeah, that the developer. Yeah, it's the, it's yeah. The, which is their um, not sequel to to Limbo, but it's the follow up. Um, yeah. I did notice that they tweeted out saying that they're currently just ramping up on their third game, aren't they? Yeah, they've got some concept art, which looks like someone on a planet, like a little astronaut or something like that. So someone was like, um, 
outside. That should be the caption for the game. It's, like, oh. <laughs> it's just a massive open world game. Yeah. It never ends. Oh, yeah, no. I can't wait. Procedurally well, generated space. <laughs> yeah. We know we know how those ones go down. Mm, it's like Metal Gear. <laughs> five, yeah. But yeah, that'll be around in like five years, I'm guessing. So can't wait for yeah, that. Yeah. Nice, nice. So I assume with uh, with that Toby is the protagonist. Yeah, he's some little game. creature. I, I don't even know what you'd call him. He looks like he's got little devil horns or something like that. I don't know okay. what he is. But yeah, it's it is it, it's memorable. I mean, it would have been on like you know the front page on the app store it's like this looks colourful and it's like that immediately yeah, yeah. draws your attention to it but yeah it's, mm. it's interesting not, not as polished as the, you as like a limbo or something like that or sure. the puzzles you know they're alright but yeah it's just just one of those I mean if you're looking just for think, a quick experience like seven uh, quid I was say, do you think you said it was a port from iOS I know it was on iOS um, it may, but it's also on Steam so Okay, okay. PC version, so it could be yeah. a piece. It could be a PC port. I'm not sure where it originated. Do you, so. do you think maybe it would is better suited for mobile than uh, it is for sort of Xbox? Or it's got a really high jump, but it's like it's not. It's nothing precision, precision based because you know it's not many games on mobile are um, mm. because of the you know interface and controls. But I think it's more about solving puzzles than. You know, being actiony or um, skill based or anything like that. So, but yeah, it, it works well with a controller. I mean, I've yeah. seen some games on Xbox which have been ported over from like iOS, and the controls are all over the place. And it's like, it, you know, when you're moving around menus, it's like a cursor and stuff like okay. that. It's like, come on now. It's like, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, this is fine. I'm, I imagine that on PC it probably has controller support. So yeah, it, feel, it feels good. It didn't feel good. bad. I've played some bad puzzle platformers and this isn't one of them. Yeah, and it it, it seems like one of the... It, it's a very difficult thing. If if it originated on iOS, mm. they never quite translate over to console very yeah, well. Like it kind of it, it almost seems a little bit too simplistic for, for a controller if yeah. you're coming over from something like iOS. I mean the um, the Go games, um, mm. which I, I suppose Hitman Go and Lara Croft is now on console as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So those came over, but they're they're different kind of games. They're not mm. sort of action games almost. They're yeah, not platforming yeah. games. They're, they're they're strategy kind of puzzle games, and you're moving pieces across a board almost. Um, so they translate quite well because. Yeah. You're you're not worrying about different button combinations or what you're trying to do with the control mm. control pad, um, but yeah, I, I kind of you do feel that maybe the 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 ports just never quite hit as well on console as they do on a on a yeah, mobile. I just yeah, I mean, I think curation is a big problem anyway. I mean, what what I noticed about this game was that it wasn't even. You know, the day it came out, it wasn't even on the Xbox Store. On right. w- w- when access- accessing that through the Xbox, it was on. If you went on on the web and if you went to the uh, Microsoft Store, um, because they've consolidated yeah. that with the Xbox Store now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could see it there, and you could buy it, and you you know buy it, and it would download on your console. But it's like it's not on new games in, in on the Xbox, and it's like how do you expect? I mean. I think a lot, a lot of this generation, a lot of developers are just like, oh, let's just port our game to consoles. It's like got the idea Xbox um, program and PlayStation. That's yeah. like when you have things like My Name Is Mayo or whatever going on. There. It's like yeah, yeah. the floodgates are opened. But it's like even so, if someone's ported this to your console. At least have it on the on the um, on your storefront on the con- on the console. It's like mm. how is anyone going to notice this game? The only reason I noticed because you know I got a press release for it. And it was like, oh, okay, that's coming out. Yeah, yeah, mm. and that's only going out to a select few yeah. people, isn't it? It's not yeah. hitting the general public. So for people to try and find it, it's going to be very difficult if it's buried away and it's yeah. not being sort of promoted. But I wonder if you know with, with PlayStation, with Xbox, whether they have 
deals with people to be featured on the the, the front of the store page you know does a, oh, yeah. does a developer or does a publisher pay a premium to be you know the first tile on the store page I'd, yeah i'd assume that's the case or if it's just selling well then it, i guess it's in everyone's best interest just to put it on yeah yeah and I, I suppose with with Xbox, uh, with Idea Xbox, and with the Pub Fund for PlayStation, mm. they they're going to be pushed because they're, you know, they're they're part funded almost by yeah. those guys, um, and they want them to do well. Whereas if you're just a single guy who has just made this game, and you think, oh, I'll just I'll stick it on consoles as well. Mm. You know, what what support is there for yeah. you to just throw it up? It's it's fine yeah. for them to say, yeah, of course you can put your game on our platform, but we, you know, we're not going to uh, your direct competition for people's money against the, the yeah. games that we're funding almost. Yeah. So and they're, they're the ones the hardly, that are going to be featured. The hard on Xbox at least, they're hardly ever on sale as well. It's like you know mm. how you know if someone looks at the set. I mean, a lot of people look at the sales every week if they see. You know this game, and it's like I've never heard of that. But oh, it's fifty percent off. It's three pound. Might give it a go. Then there yeah. you go. But they're never on sale either. It's like, well, a, I think it's curation. I think it, there's a big yeah, problem yeah. this generation. Apart from apart mm. from a few big releases, uh, and apart from a few of the big AAA games or an indie game that has been promoted very well, yeah, yeah. I pick up most of my games uh, through sales. Yeah, um, and. I you know recently picked up Ratchet and Clank, which came out last year. Virginia, which is, which is a newish game, uh, but I also picked up Gravity Rush Remastered, mm. which I'll be playing very soon. Mm. Um, I also picked up a new sale has just started on PSN, mm. and I just picked up Sleeping Dogs, which yeah. completely passed me by. But it, you know, it's 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 Sleeping Dogs is one of those games which I think was I have it free through mm. PlayStation Plus. It's on PS3. PlayStation 3. Yeah, yeah. And it's very recently been uh, on Games with Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never been free for PS4. So I no, picked I it up for four quid. Yeah, which is and really good money. Because that's you know, the, the definitive edition, isn't it? It is, yeah. So it comes was, with yeah. all the DLC. And it's yeah. it's the same with um, Gravity Rush Remastered. That came with all of the, the DLC. Yeah. And I think that was something like £8. And... It's one of those where if, if I think for me, I, I don't really quantify value. Mm. So I'm I kind of think if it's a forty pound game, you know, I'm not thinking I need to get forty hours yeah. out of a forty pound game. You know, yeah. it's it's kind of not the way I think. But when you know that Sleeping Dogs is a big open world experience with lots of missions, lots of side missions, it's you know, Adol loves that game. He he picks mm. it up all the time. Um, when it's four pounds, it's it's a no brainer, yeah, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah. Just a shame they went out of uh, business. The de- developer. They did, yeah, shame. yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> very recently as well. That was only mm. last year. Yeah, shame really. But it's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. But yeah. I've never played. I, I think I played probably about two, three hours of it when it came out on three sixty. Um, yeah. I do plan on getting back into it um, since it was free with games with gold. Yeah. I think I'm going to give it another shot. It's just it. It's having that time though, isn't it? Yeah, the big open world games. It's like I've got mm. Watch Dogs two to play, Dead Rising four to play, and I just I don't yeah. see myself getting right into them anytime soon. So. I know it's it, it's kind of one of those things with January isn't it that not many yeah. big games release during January um, I always seem to remember Mass Effect was kind of an outlier or was it the mm. second the second Mass Effect came out in a January and no games ever release in January because people don't want to be going up against sales they don't want to yeah. go up against the games that you've got for Christmas so people sort of tend to, tend to steer clear mm. um, and this year, at least, I think Horizon is the first big game that I'm thinking about picking up. Same here. Um, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, I suppose it's Horizon's a bit of an odd one because the Switch is out not that long after it. I know, yeah, like and two days would, after. <laughs> yeah, and people are looking forward to Zelda. So, yeah. but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to pick up Horizon 
that's not until the end of February. So actually, I've kind of got two months to go through the games that I haven't yeah. played. To, to, you know, play something like Sleeping Dogs, which I know I'm going to get a decent amount of, yeah. of time out of. Um, yeah, I thought that. I thought, oh, there's nothing I want until Horizon. I mean, I don't want For Honor or Ghost Recon Wildlands or Resident Evil. I'm just so burnt out. <laughs> it's like yeah, last year, yeah. I was just like, you know, just cramming in the games before, like Game of the Year talks and everything like that. I was like, I'm done now. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> although I did complete Call of Duty and I restarted Quantum Break at the start of the year. So, oh yeah, those are two meaty ones. But it's like, yeah, definitely, I'm, I'm done until Horizon. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Right, I suppose that's a very good place to leave it for this week. Um, out of the two beers that you've had, you had the Moor Raw mm-hmm. and the Northern Monk uh, Bombay Dazzler. Dazzler, there you go. I was going to say Bombay Sapphire, but that's completely <laughs> Yeah, I had a um, glass full of Bombay Sapphire. No, yeah. I can't stand yeah. up. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah, definitely the Bombay, Bombay Dazzler, which is an yeah. Indian wheat beer. But yeah, yes. that's my favourite of the two, and I'm not even a massive fan of wheat beers. But I was going to say, was that just because you didn't really enjoy the raw. Yeah, yeah. Ordinarily, probably the Bombay Dazzler probably wouldn't be my favourite, but I, yeah, the raw yeah. was just like, it's like, it's just like a non-entity. It's like you're not really doing mm. anything. It's just a standard, you know, not hoppy, not too refreshing, doesn't smell that good. Just, just a normal beer. It's like, this is probably what they had left over in one of the, kegs or something like that and just yeah. like yeah let's make a beer <laughs> let's bottle it but yeah um bombay dazzler it is today nice nice and as i've already suggested um you know punk ipa is nice but the ace of equinox was different it's really hoppy it's it starts off dank and it moves into a nice hoppy full flavor mm. um so the the brewdog ace of equinox is is definitely my pick this week um both of these I picked up from rather than the bottle shop because it was closed mm. today. Picked them up from the supermarket. So Ace to... of Equinox is available in well, at least in Morrison's. I'm gonna have to look um, for that. Yeah, yeah I'll go to Morrison's definitely. one day. Yeah. Good, good. So how do people get a hold of you, Lucy, if they want to tell you about upcoming indie games that you should play that you've already probably played? Um, it's at Indie Marathon on Twitter. Um Recently, just had a little overhaul of my site, um, changing things up, not really writing reviews anymore, but I'm writing yeah. like, sort of like previews, what you should be looking out for in, that's coming up um, in the next few weeks or months or something like that. So, mm. so yeah, check that out. Nice. Good. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore 47. You can get us generally on the podcast at tanked up underscore cast we have a facebook page we have a youtube page go to these places look at all of the old content that we haven't updated for a very long time Uh, and also remember you can go to outoflives.net to look at articles and hopefully very soon uh, a revitalized rebranded out of lives podcast i may be speaking out of term because we've only just been talking about it but fuck it i don't give a shit Um, (laughs) (laughs) so you can also do that Uh, but for another week we've been tagged up thanks for listening take it easy bye